This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Thank you, and welcome to the show. At the half hour, Red Skelton shows up as that mean little kid, Junior. But first, it's a date with the saint, played by Vincent Price. And this episode is entitled, The Baseball Murders. Adventures of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor, Vincent Price, as The Saint. Going to the ball game, huh, Mr. Templer? It's a great day for it. Didn't know you was fond of baseball. You fond of baseball, Mr. Templer? Yes, indeed, Louis. You know, I should have gone in for baseball instead of becoming a cab jockey. Grown men getting paid thousands of dollars for tossing a little ball around two hours a day. Can you beat it? Can you, Mr. Templer? I'm asking you, can you beat it? Louis, I... Baseball, you can't beat it. Now, I'd like to live in a town where they got major league ball. The Blue Sox here is all right, but it's minor league. You think we'll ever get a big league ball in this town, Mr. Templer? I see you think we'll ever get big league ball, Mr. Templer. You can't quiet today, Mr. Templer. My silence, friend Louis, is purely comparative. Oh... Well, since you're not feeling well, it's good you're taking the afternoon off. Been reading about that father and son of the Blue Sox, Lefty and Phil Miller? They're rather interesting. Supposedly the first time in baseball father and son have played on the same team. Yeah, yeah. The old man just down from the majors and the kid on his way up. Old Lefty was great in his day, though, and the kid will be great, too. They both playing today, Louie? Neither one. Phil ain't doing a pitch till tomorrow, and the old man's got a game leg. Won't even be in uniform. That's what goes first in baseball, Mr. Templer, the legs. In my line of work... I know, I know. Mr. Templer, you know something funny? There's rumors out about the Blue Sox. What kind of rumors, Louie? The rumors say the Sox are going to do business. Lose a ball game that maybe they should win. Oh, nonsense, Louie. Baseball is honest, you know that. Maybe so, but it's still got to be played by humans. Eh, You'd better step on it, my cynical friend. We're late. Sure, Mr. Templer. Most likely nothing to the rumors anyway. You know how it is driving a cab. You pick up all sorts of things. Me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. I'm married. Hey. <laughs> Did you hear that, Mr. Templer? I said, me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. I'm... I heard, Louie. I heard. Pretty funny, huh? Louie, take me out to the ball game. <laughs>
well, Lefty. Thanks for coming, Saint. Sit down, sit down. Thanks. I hope I'm not late. No, the game won't start for another ten minutes. Oh. How's the leg, Lefty? That's improving, Saint. How's crime? It stays about the same, always with us. <laughs> yeah, that it is, that it is. Blue Sox gonna win today? You know something, Saint? I don't much care. Oh, don't get me wrong. When I'm in there myself, I play to win. Because that's the only way I know. And after the majors, you don't get very excited over the Blue Sox. I guess not. I'm just playing out the string. What comes after that, I don't know. A manager's job? Uh, no chance. I was too busy spending my money while the smart boys were learning the inside of the game. But I had fun, I guess. Did you? Nah. Saint, there's only one thing in baseball I care about. There's only one thing in the world I care about. He's sitting across the field in the dugout wearing number 33. My son. Mm, I hear Phil's a great pitcher, Lefty. Hey, he's good. He'll be great. He's going up next year. Maybe this. Here, take a look at him through the binoculars. Mm. <laughs> yes. He looks like you, Lefty. You really think so? Yeah. Saint, I'm worried sick about him. That's why I asked you. I know. That's why I'm here. What are you worried about? Well, I think they're after him, Saint. The crowd with the dirty money's after him. I never handle any dirty money, but I've been around it and I can smell it. I can smell it now. What does Phil say? Have you talked to him? I can't talk to him. Maybe you read in the papers about a wonderful father and son relationship, huh? <laughs> the kid hates me. How come, Lefty? He was brought up by his mother, and he was brought up to hate me. I got a divorce from her when the kid was two years old. I gave her a raw deal. He should hate me. You say you smell dirty money. Do you have anything else to go on, Lefty? Rumors. And a girl. No, I, I take that back. A woman. Take another look through the glasses, Saint. She's sitting in the box behind Phil, bending over to talk to him. She's there every day. Yes. Yes, indeed. Perhaps I should have taken up baseball. Well, that's just it. Does a, does a woman who's got what she has go for a 21-year-old kid just because he plays baseball good? Ordinarily, no. But she's got Phil hooked so hard and so deep I hurt all over for her. He thinks it's romance. What do you think it is? I don't know. Not exactly. Saint, could you... Could you see if you could find out? I can try. What's her name, Lefty? Diane Courtney. She's staying at the Regent, same hotel the ball club puts up at. I happen to hear the kid making a cocktail date with her there for six this evening. Good. You see if you can get him delayed a few minutes. I will. Find out what she's trying to do, Saint. Find out who's in back of her. And if they spoil that kid, I'll... They won't. They won't, Lefty. Thanks, Saint. And if there's anything I can ever do... Don't to... worry about it. In fact, I'm looking forward to meeting Miss Courtney. I'm sure we'll have a lot in common. Baseball and... <laughs> Well, we'll find something. Do you mind if I sit down here? The bar seems to be rather crowded. Is it that crowded? As a matter of fact, it was crowded the minute you walked in. Mm, sit down. <laughs> but I am waiting for someone. He might be late. That's very true, but... He won't be. What are we drinking, martinis? You say so. Waiter, two martinis, extra dry. Yes. I see that you're a devotee of the national pastime. That could very well be. Which national pastime? Hmm. I saw you at the ball game today. Yes, I go every day. Business or pleasure? What's that supposed to mean? Baseball is a business for some. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you, waiter. Uh, let's drink to uh, pleasure. Let's just drink. I found that you run out of toasts long before you run out of drinks. A comment on human frailty. Well, what is it you want, friend? I appreciate your frankness. It's one of your concealed assets. I'd like some answers about Phil Miller. 
Who are you? Don't you know? No. I'm the man who wants the answers about Phil Miller. Shall I start asking questions? Phil just came in. We can't talk now. Come up to my room in 15 minutes, 808. Will you? I need help. Believe me, I need help. Say, I thought we had a date, Diane, or was I wrong? Uh, my friend's just leaving, Phil, and I don't care for your tone. Oh, I... Well, I, I'm sorry, Diane. I just thought that... Well, was... don't. Remember, I don't care for the jealousy routine. You're too young for it. Yeah. Okay, Diane. Well, it's been charming, but I have a cab waiting, so... I... I'll see you again. Definitely. Yes, definitely, Diane. <laughs> Are you a cab, sir? Oh, thank you. I have one waiting. Hey, here he is. Wait too, Mr. Templer. Nowhere, Louie. I have a date in the hotel here in 15 minutes. You got a friend? I'm afraid not. Uh, just dreaming. Louie, I'm not absolutely convinced about the purity of the lady's intentions. This is a cause for complaint? You misinterpret. Come up to room 808, 10 minutes or so after I go up and uh, knock on the door. I get you. But if I shouldn't happen to need a cab at that particular time... I'm ahead of you. There's times in everybody's life when the least thing he needs is a taxi. Louis, that's spoken like a philosopher. Quickly, someone may see Someone's you. already seen him. Frank. Go ahead in, Jack. And I'm right behind you with something that resents any quick moves. You sneak up behind people pretty quietly, Frank. Used to be in a girl guides. Shut the door, Diane. But... Shut it. Now, my nosy friend here and me has business. I didn't tell the saint anything, Frank. I just... The boss don't like nosy guys like the saint... I don't like nosy guys like the same. Let him alone, Frankie. What good will beating him up to? The boss's orders. Besides, my analyst tells me beating up nosy guys I don't like is a good way of waking up my aggressions. Your analyst? What's the matter? I can't get analyzed. What does your analyst say about you carrying a gun? Didn't he point out this is an artificial prop to your otherwise charming personality? Oh, you could. My analyst says I shouldn't get insulted at remarks by neurotics. You think I'm a neurotic? If you ain't now, Jack, you will be when I finish. Frank! Oh, don't fall down yet, Sid. I got more for you before I let go. How do you want that? No, 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 stop it, Frank! Stop it! Okay. Ah, darn it, I shouldn't have got mad. My analyst says I should have let my emotions color my business life. Mr. Templer. Mr. Templer. Oh, oh, Louis. Mr. Templer, you all right? Should I call a doctor? Oh, no, no. I'm all right, I, I guess. What happened, Mr. Templer? I knocked on the door just like you said. When nobody answered, I'd come in. You was on the floor. You're still on the floor. Yeah, and I think I'll stay here. Ooh, ooh. Got myself worked over, Louie, by a psychoanalytical muscle boy. Oh, he sure gave you some beautiful lumps. Yeah. Real neat professional job. Mm. Hey, what's this business card in your chest, yours? No. Uh-huh. Let's see. Frankie mm. huh. must have put it there. This is part of the warning, I guess. What's it say? It says the, uh, the fixer. I fix anything. 
Hmm. He ain't what you'd call modest, is he? No, but fixes rarely are. Look, I, I think we better have a doctor spray you with some mercurochrome. No, Louie, I'm going to be too busy. Doing what? Sleeping. This is Lefty Miller. Oh, hello, Lefty. What time is it? Midnight. Are you asleep? Uh, I went to bed early tonight. Had a rather trying evening. Look, I've been finding out things. Things about the crowd with the dirty money. And who the head of it is. You mean who the fixer is? Yeah. I found out what they're trying to get from the kid. From Phil. Can you meet me here at the hotel? Half an hour. Good. In the bar. I'm going after some more dope now. You better wait until I get there, Lefty. They're rough boys. Uh, I know. But don't worry about me. See you in half an hour. Waiter, another Johnny Walker over ice, please. Yes. Thanks. Look, you're Simon Temple, aren't you? The one they call the saint? Sit down, Phil. I'm not sitting down. Got some things to tell you. I've heard that you've been asking questions about me, and I can guess who sent you. It was my father. Look, isn't it kind of late for you, Phil? You're supposed to pitch tomorrow. I don't need anybody to run my life for me. You or my father either. Where is he? Well, I was to meet him here, but he hasn't shown up yet. Most likely up in his room. All right, come on. Let's go up and see him. I want to straighten you both out together. You know what room he's in? Sure. 908. Right Come with on. you, Phil. Right. Oh, waiter. Yes? Uh, hold that drink for me. I'll be back for it sooner or later. Hey, Dad. Open up. I want to talk to you. Doesn't look like your father is in. Try the door. Oh, it's open. Yeah. The lights on. But there's no... Dad. Better Dad. Better open up. Look, I told you not to look. He shot himself. Why? Why? He's dead, Phil, and there's a gun in his hand, but he didn't pull the trigger. What are you trying to prove? Who did? Where to, Mr. Templer? A Regent Hotel, Louis, and good morning. Good morning. Say, I read in the papers this morning about Lefty Miller. Oh, tough. Why do you think he did it, Mr. Temple? He didn't. The police can buy the suicide theory for the time being, but it was murder, Louie. A friend of mine was murdered last night, and today things are going to be done about it. What are you going to do with the Regent? I'm going back to the young lady's room where I had such an interesting time last evening. This time I'd better go with you. Yeah, perhaps you'd better, Louie. And I'm hiring you for the whole afternoon. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Lefty was a great ball player, Mr. Templer. Seen him in the World Series once at Yankee Stadium. Hard to believe he's dead. A man can be killed in a lot of ways, Louie. He can be killed fast or he can be killed through what happens to his son. I'm glad at least that didn't happen to Lefty. Sure, nobody is in. I called on the house phone before we came up. I think this key will fit. Hey, how did you get a key? I remember to make an impression of the lock after that beating last evening. There. There we're in. <laughs> nobody here, all right. Shut the door, Louie, and lock it. Okay. 
What are you looking for, Mr. Templer? The truth, Louie. As my friend Philip Marlowe would say, crime detection is an adventure in search of the hidden truth. And to find the hidden truth looking out that window on the fire escape? Perhaps, Louie, perhaps. Mr. Templer, somebody's at the door. Thanks, Louie. I'll handle this. If I need help, i If you need help, we're in trouble. Good morning, Miss Courtney. Hey, what are you doing Come in, Diane. Miss Courtney, my good friend Louie. Oh, charmed. Uh, you want I should leave, Mr. Templer? No, we'll both be leaving in a minute, Louie. Just as soon as we ask Miss Courtney some questions, she probably won't answer. What questions? Like who killed Lefty Miller? I don't know. I, I thought it was suicide. You see, Louie? Who's the fixer, Diane? I, I can't tell you. I, I'm afraid. Think, if you believe me, if you'd help me. Why are you working on Phil Miller to throw a ball game? Why? I can't tell you. They, they, I'm frightened. Look, I don't care how frightened you are. A man's been killed. Why? I, I can't. I, I'm afraid. The lady's afraid. Come on, Louie. Let's go back to the ballpark and see if we can throw a few curbs. <laughs> Bush, as manager of the Blue Sox, you must have known Lefty Miller fairly well. Uh, not well, no. I manage the team, but you don't manage an old pro like Lefty. You just tell him what time the game is, and uh, he does the rest. Yes. From what I saw of him, no, he, he was a good guy. I'm sorry. How's Phil taking it? Well, it's hard to tell about kids. He and Lefty weren't close. Well, maybe you knew that. Yes, I knew that. But it's hard to tell just how he was taking it. Tonight's his turn to pitch, and I told him, of course, I'd start somebody else, but no. He's going to pitch tonight? Insisted on it. Said he had it. He'll pitch. You think he should? Well, he's the best we got. And I might get a phone call tomorrow telling me he's sold to the major leagues. Anytime he wants to pitch, he'll pitch. Mr. Bush... Have you heard any rumors about a fix on your ball club? Oh, Mr. Templer, there's always rumors around any kind of sport. I've never been in a phony ball game, and as far as I know, I've never seen one. So, I don't listen to rumors. Thanks, Mr. Bush, and uh, good luck tonight. To you and Phil both. Mr. Templer. I want to go see a bookmaker, Louie. Sam the Spender. Do you know him? Sure, I know him. Biggest bookie in town. Place down on State Street, only a block or two down the street. Got something good in Hollywood Park? No, Louie. You want something good? Thanks, but no, this is different. I did a favor for Sam once. He might be able to return it. Sam returns anything but money. One time I had a three-horse parley going against him. Place two come in, the third is leading into the street. Hey, Louie, isn't this the place? What? Oh, yeah, you sure. <laughs> Wait for me here, Lou. It won't be long. Sure, Mr. Temple. Hello, Sam. How's business? Simon Templer, glad to see you. What can I do for you? Information, Sam. Which will go no further than... And Simon Templer. We in business. But say, do you handle any baseball money, Sam? Nah, nah. In the East, it's big business. All bet on the major leagues. Out here, peanuts. Have you handled or heard of any bets lately on the Blue Sox or against them? Against them, yeah. Only yesterday. Funny deal, too. Care to tell me about it? Yeah, sure. A big creep comes in with $200 to bet against the socks in the game tonight. I don't like the smell of it. Nah. I tell him, nah. Then the creep tells me what's wrong with me is that I had an emotionally insecure childhood. <laughs> Honestly. Go on, Sam. Then he does a funny thing. He'd give me an extra 200 to pay you off if he win the bet. <laughs> Imagine that. 
And if the Sox win, I get to keep the home 400. <laughs> the guy's nuts. I can't lose. The best he can do is break even. Where's the payoff, Sam, if the Sox lose? In room 808, the region, tonight after the game. Do you get it, Sam? I'm beginning to. Hmm? Lefty Miller was right. Dirty money has a smell to it, and I'm beginning to smell it. Thanks, Sam. Anytime, Sam. See you soon? Maybe tonight. Tonight? I hope so, Saint. Nothing personal, Sam, but uh, I hope not. Who is it? Good evening, Diane. Well, it's our old friend Jack. Oh, how are you, Frankie? What is this room, Mr. Templer? Your home, away from home? Diane, let me throw the bum out. Easy, Frankie. Your aggressions are showing. Anything in particular you wanted, Saint. Frankie and I are busy. Yeah, I can see that. Busy packing. Too busy to go to the ball game tonight. Or did you know beforehand how it would come out? Let me throw the bum out. I hate schizophrenics. But he looks like such an interesting one, Frankie. And he's handsome, too. Why, Diane, you're not so frightened as you were. Well, I... It's all right. I won't tell the boss. Jack, you better get out of here. It ain't healthy. What's your trouble? You got a compulsion or something? No, it's just that when I start out on something, I like to be in on the payoff, and tonight's the payoff. The game should be over by now, and the people will be arriving. I'll be the host of our little party. You'll be host for a party of one in a wood box, Jack. Diane, shall I... Diane! It's a kid. Don't let him in, Frankie. Come in, Phil. Hello, sweetie. Hello, Diane. Frankie? Yeah. Hello, Miss Templer. Hello, Phil. Ball game over, honey? Yeah, it's over. How do you feel? Dirty. Oh, don't feel bad about it, sweetie. In a week or two, you'll forget all about it. Sit down, Phil. I've taken over the party. Let's all find out what games we've been playing. Diane, I'm getting an awful frustration listening to him. Let him talk. Thank you. Phil. Yes, Mr. Templer? What line did Diane use to get you to throw the game tonight? The fixer had something on her she was afraid of him? Something would happen to her if you didn't do as he wanted? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You know the real reason? Go on. Tell him, Jack. I will, Frankie. It was a trap for you, Phil. This outfit is big and smart. They're willing to make an investment and wait a while to cash in. It's too tough to get next to a major league player. You'll be up there this year or next. And when you get there, you'll do what the fixer tells you because there's a club over your head. Yeah? Yeah. A certain payoff you took in a hotel room at the region for throwing a game with the Blue Sox. You understand that? I understand. Your father found out about it. He had the room right over this one, 908, and he listened on the fire escape. He was seen from in here and he was killed. Then they took him back up the fire escape to his room and rigged the suicide. But they forgot to wash all the blood off the iron outside this window. You're going to listen to him, kid? He's an erotic. Diane, aren't you going to say something? I didn't have anything to do with it, honey. It, it was the fixer who did it. Yeah, I believed in the fixer, too, at first, Diane, until I came to your room the first time. Down the bar, you said you didn't know me. Up here, you told Frankie I was the saint. You made other slips tonight. So? So I know who the fixer is. Who is he? You mean, who is she? Fixer is a very beautiful woman, Diane. The fixer is you. What is this? A filibuster or something? Let's assume you're right, Mr. Templer. Where does it get you? Where does it change things? I'm turning you over to the police, and Frankie can hardly shoot both Phil and myself. You won't have to, just you. Uh. You underestimate me, Saint. We should have had more time alone together. Phil will do whatever I tell him in spite of what's happened. Won't you, sweetie? Will you, Phil? Diane, I... See? I made sure of Phil, Saint. I made sure of him first. And he'll crawl on his hands and knees if I tell him to. Because if he doesn't, I might stop being nice to him. 
And he couldn't stand that. Uh, you should have thought of that, Saint. They got a mental block or something. Finish with Mr. Templer, Frank. We've got to finish packing. This gun says get over to the window, Saint. This time there won't be no blood in the fire escape. Just a lot on the sidewalk. Pretty messy that way, Frankie. Your subconscious will hate you. I won't look down. Now, you're going over to the window quiet. Bill, sit down. Stand back, kid. I ain't playing with this thing. Bill, I told Keep you to sit back. down. Watch out, Bill. He's going to... You kill my father. Oh, you... Give me that gun, Frankie, or I'll break your wrist. I'll kill you. No, you won't, Frankie. Think what your analyst would say. And this makes us even. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Phil, how, how bad is it? No, not bad. Just my arm. But not my pitching arm. Oh, God. Why, you... Diane, stand still. Better go for the police, Phil. Can you make it? Yeah, yeah, I can make it. And Phil, thanks. What you did makes up for the game. We'll figure out that later. Uh, about Dad, Saint. He did all he could to protect you, Phil. Yeah, he, he did like me then. More than anything else he told me. You better leave. I want you out of here before that bookie shows up to pay off. Uh, Mr. Templer... He won't be showing up. I didn't lose the game tonight. Tell me more, Phil. I pitched a three-hit shutout. I figured it was the least I could do for Lefty. The kid's gonna be all right, Mr. Temple? Phil will be all right, definitely. You know, I can't blame him for getting tangled up with that Diane... Now, there is real aged in the wood stump. She won't be quite as attractive when she gets out, Louie. Twenty years does something to a woman. Should have seen what it done to my wife if she was no prize to begin with. What do you think was wrong with Diane, Mr. Temper? An emotionally insecure childhood? <laughs> You've been talking to Frankie. I think Diane felt an urge to corrupt, Louie, to feel power. Revenge, perhaps, for something hidden in her past. It might have been her childhood. Might have been society. So, now society exacts further toll. Twenty years. Uh, I feel like a drink, Louie. Where to, Mr. Templer? Back to the regent. I've got a scotch waiting for me at the bar. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, the most priceless gift which a community can give its children is a fine education. Here in America, your parents have been able to take that education pretty well for granted. But that won't be true of the future unless we plan now to cope with the educational problems of the future. There are going to be lots of them, we know that for sure. Because of the increased birth rate during and since the war, an extra 7 million children are going to be enrolling in our public schools. And the way things stand, our schools just aren't ready to handle them. The problem varies from district to district, but it's always a problem of shortages. In some localities, there aren't enough classrooms, and in others, not enough books and equipment. And overall, we're suffering from a shortage of teachers. In order to meet the challenge and make sure that our youngsters will get the education they deserve, we'll have to lay down an educational blueprint for the years ahead. Our local school boards are doing that right now, but they can't do it alone. They need everyone's efforts to build a stronger educational system. If you wish to help, simply contact your local school board. And for further information, write to the National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, New York, New York. 
That's the National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, New York, New York. Good citizens everywhere are helping, for they know that better schools make better communities. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. included Gloria Blondell, Jack Moyles, Hal March, Ed Max, Bob Clark, and Larry Dodger. The music was composed and conducted by Von Dexter. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Sapir production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring in RKO's production of His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Val Brown. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. There's fine entertainment on Theater Guild on the Air returning next Sunday on NBC. This weekend, 400 Americans have a holiday date with death. Stay off the list. Be careful. Next, Sam Spade. Then hear Catherine Grayson on NBC. Stay tuned for The Red Skelton Show next on Theater of the Mind. That guy with the rubbery face and the crazy voices to go with it is next. It's the Red Skelton Show. Hey, folks, it's Friday night. Call up a friend and tell him Red Skelton's on. Or better yet, call up an enemy. Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing stars, the Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGee, and Dick Ryan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family wash. Tide's in, dirt's out, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E, Tide. And now for Metro Golden Mayor, the star of our show, Red Skelton. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I thought you'd introduce me as Art Linkletter tonight. <laughs> well, what have you been doing the past week, Red? Oh, I've been helping my wife with the fall house cleaning. Well, you're starting a little early, aren't you? Oh, no. We like to throw the old Christmas tree out before we bring the new one in. <laughs> well, I guess dirt does accumulate fast. Oh, yeah. You know, you get so used to everything around the house, you don't realize how dirty the place is until someone gives you a hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who tipped you off? The little dog next door when he tried to bury a bone in our living room. <laughs> After five minutes of cleaning, there was so much dirt in the vacuum cleaner, Walter Winchell made me an offer. <laughs> you sound like you had a lot of fun cleaning house. Oh, I did. You know, when you clean house, you always find something that's been missing for mm-hmm. a long time. You know, I pulled down the window shade and found a pair of pants I've been pressing for three years. <laughs> I went through one of my old suits, and what do you think I found? What? My wife's brother. <laughs> no kidding. 
Say, is Oswald still living with you? Oh, yeah. He thinks because his name is on the marriage license as a witness that I married him, too. <laughs> Have that little dog to come over and bury that joke now. <laughs> Look, Red, I don't mean to get nosy, but it's rumored that he's pretty lazy. Is that true? I've been for three years trying to get, trying to get him to dust the furniture, and he says, I can't read it, see? I, <laughs> I memorize it. I do all right, but I try to read I'm dead. I've been trying to get him to dust the furniture in his room. And he won't do it? No, I even tried to shame the guy into doing it. I says, look, I can write my name in the dust on your dressing room table. What happened? He says, I know you're educated capitalist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Red, if you've all straightened up at your place, how about coming over and helping Sylvia and me with our fault? No, I'm not too good at it myself. I make too many mistakes. (laughs) I mistook a bottle of hair restore for furniture polish. And you know that mohair chair in my den? Yeah. All the hair is from young Moe's, you know. Well, now you can't see Mo for the hair. Come on, now, come That's on. That's a brilliant joke, isn't it? No hairy star is that good. This stuff is. This will grow hair on a cue uh, cue ball, you know. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. I had to finish a game of billiards with a pair of scissors for a cue. Come on. Wait a minute. Tell the truth. So you used Harry Store for furniture polish. Now, what really happened? Nothing. <laughs> but now we have to part the, hair, uh, the table in the middle before... <laughs> Tides in. Whoa. Dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. T- Terminate the harmony! Hoist the music! You say cleaner than any soap? Does that include or exclude all the new Suds discoveries? She, she's including everything, Red. Thank you. She's saying that no soap, no other Suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide. And by clothes, I mean sheets, pillowcases, shirts, work clothes, everything. Tide leaves them free from dirt and then some. Because Tide also removes dingy soap film. Yet with all this exceptional cleaning power, Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens those colors as it washes away dulling soap film. Tide has a way with white things, too. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too, week after week. Never turns them yellow. Next wash day, try Tide. Discover the only washing product known that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the four knights will sing Old Dan Tucker. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. You too late to get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. You too late to get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Now, old Dan Tucker was a nice old man who used to ride our Derby Ram. It sent him whizzing down the hill. If he hadn't got up, he'd lay there still. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. You too late to get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Old Dan.
man took an eye, got drunk. He fell in the fire and kicked up a chunk. A charcoal gut inside of his shoe. Bless you, honey, how the ashes flew. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get yourself in old Dan Tucker? Just stand there looking. Now, old Dan Tucker was a fine old man. He washed his face in the frying pan. He combed his hair with the wagon wheel and died with the toothache in his heel. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just stand there. Well, I went to town to buy some goods, but I lost my sock in a patch of woods. The night was cold and I had to suffer. It rose the feet of old Dan Tucker. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker, stand there looking. To get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker, stand there looking. I come to town the other night. I heard the noise and saw the fight. The watchman was. Running around the grind, old Dan Tucker had come to town. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Where are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Where are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Supper's over, breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker just a standing there looking. Hey, Rod, did you hear Fred Allen last Sunday night? Now, you know you don't allow me to listen to any other comedian. <laughs> Look, Crisco Kid. Cam <laughs> <Hey>, A boy. <laughs> One more like that, and Tide's in and Rod's out. <laughs> well, that takes care of Procter & Gamble. <laughs> no, do you know that Fred Allen has taken a quiz show insurance policy on his listeners? Yes, I heard about it. Now, if any of the listeners can prove they lost a giveaway prize because they were listening to the regular Fred Allen program... When their phone number was called, of course, they'll be guaranteed the amount lost up to $5,000. Isn't that terrific? Now we can all relax. Let's show what home is really like when quiz programs are on. Good idea. Willie! What are you trying to do, start an argument? Willie, you get away from that radio. You've had your ear glued to that speaker for six hours. Look, I, now look what you've done. My ear come unglued. Ever since you've discovered those giveaway programs, you never budge from that set. And I'm getting tired of dusting you every oh, morning. Oh, shut up! <laughs> you put in that filthy kilocycle mouth of yours. I, if I don't listen close and, I, and they call me, I won't know the answer. Now keep quiet, clabber girl. <laughs> How can you stand to listen to so many straight hours of talk? Well, you forgot I married you, Jitter Jaws. What are you listening to now? The music should drop dead. When that program's over, will you turn that radio off? No, I gotta listen to the new Frost Warning show, Stop the Weather. Well, now, I wonder who that could be. Answer the door, Willie. You go answer, will you? They'll think the place is haunted and go away then. Yes? I'm the lady who lives at the farm three miles down the road, and my husband's just been run over by a tractor. Could I please borrow your telephone to phone a doctor? You cannot. <laughs> I'd be glad to pay for it. Oh, that would be pretty expensive, lady. But it couldn't be more than a nickel. Don't make me laugh. 
If they call me and I can answer the name of the ditty they're playing, I will win a baby grand piano complete with stool and Jose Ike Derby. <laughs> All the Lynn lease the United States pays out for the next ten years or the countries they're going to pay it to. <laughs> Dewey's mustache cup. <laughs> I can get the Pacific Ocean bottled. <laughs> The World Series played in my living room with Bob Hope umpiring the game. <laughs> and five free appendix operations. Take the appendix out and put it back, take it out, put it back. <laughs> on top of that, I get a deep freeze with one year's supply of deep. <laughs> and then comes the big. Are you, oh, there's the phone. They're calling me. They're calling me. Where's the phone? Where's the phone? It's in your hands. Where's my hands? <laughs> Turn the radio up. Turn the radio up. So I can get the name of the song. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? But it sounds like mud from the opera Henry Clay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, more Patrillo. <laughs> I, it, I, I had it and you got me all messed up. If I miss this question, I'll sue you for every nickel I got. You got it. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Could you speak a little louder, please? Willie, you're talking into the receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what did you hang it up for? Oh, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get it. Hello, operator, operator. Why don't you hang up? They might call back. Yeah, they might call back. It worked, it worked, it worked. Let me see now. They're playing Silver Threads Among the Gold, ain't they? No, no, that's over. They're playing another number now. Oh, no. Hello, hello. Yeah, I know what you're playing. What's that? Well, you got a lot of nerve. <laughs> Calling me at this time of the day? Who is who here? Wait, that hey lady. Yes. Are you Joe the repairman? <laughs> I've never been so insulted in my. Oh, there's nobody here with that name. I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. Always the wrong number. Why do people call when your favorite program is on, or you're in the bathtub? That's the only time it rings, and then it's always the wrong number. Well, stop looking like Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you stop looking like Burt Lancaster. Willie, someone's at the door. Well, since when did they put the new speedway through our living room? <laughs> See who it is. I got to get back and check the radio. Yes? I'm from the phone company. Where's the phone? I'm eating it and don't you touch it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that phone. Oh, yes, there is. Why? An unpaid bill since April. Well, I sent that in. Well, we haven't seen it at the office. Well, look, don't bother me now. Go back to April and look for it, <laughs> I gotta listen to the program. I don't leave until I take that phone. I'd have been around sooner, but I've been up to my ears and work. Very funny. Very funny. Phone man up to his ears and work. Get out of here. <laughs> You're gonna be up to your ears and me if you don't leave, I'm telling you. I'll answer it. No, no, good. Hello? Yes. Yes, it certainly is. Who was that? The operator. Yeah? She said it was a long distance from New York, and I said it certainly was. <laughs> You're getting quiz show jitters. Look, the long distance from New York, that's the program, you dope. Give me the phone, give me the phone. Hello, operator. Sorry, Bob, you can't use the phone. Don't tell me what to do, operator. Give me long distance. Well, then why don't you hang up? They might call back. Yeah, they might, they might. They might call back. Did I hear the phone ring? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Boy, when you get excited, you don't wait for the last minute. <laughs> Hello, hello, who, who? 
Willie Lump Lump, there's nobody here. Yeah, I'm Willie, I'm Willie. What's that? You can turn up the radio so I can hear what they're playing with. You, you shut it off! Turn it on! Turn it on! And if I'm elected, hear me. If I am elected, this town will have the biggest shakedown. I mean, shake up. You got the wrong station. Get the music. Get that music. Hello, hello. Hold on, Willie. I was cut off for a second. And now you're being cut off for good. Hello? Hello? You disconnected my phone. <laughs> this one, my ship was coming in. You scuttled it for me. <laughs> now I've got nothing to live for. Nothing except radio's own Maul Perkins. <laughs> Uh, you all know that trains are a hobby of Dave Rose, and tonight it sneaks into his music as Dave and his Proctor and Gamble Orchestra play Beyond the Blue Horizon. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Rose. A page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Can you remember as a little kid, you happened to do a good deed by accident, and you're still wondering why everybody made such a fuss over you? Well, it happened to Junior, the mean widow kid. Hello, 
Dough. Oh, Junior, how can you get so dirty? Well, it's a chemical reaction. A chemical reaction? Yeah, you just mix the widow water with some dirt and you got mud and from there on it's easy. <laughs> you just get upstairs and mix some water with some soap and get it off. Okay. And hurry because we're going to the dedication of our new dam. Hey, Mummy, what's a dam? Well, it's a barrier to obstruct the flow of water on a river or a stream. Then the water is used as a power to turn the dynamos which generate electricity. Look a windy old bird, ain't you? Hey, is the umph girl of the Bunker Hill going to go with us? If you mean your grandmother, mm-hmm. yes. She's making a speech at the dedication. Oh. Now, you go clean up. Okay, I go look at clean Junior! Let's go. Don't use the guest house. Oh, I won't dirty them. I'll just rumple them up a little so the guests won't be afraid to use them. Now, Junior! Yeah, kiddo! Put on your little Lord Fauntleroy suit. Yeah. Oh, no! I'm not going to wear that sissy outfit. Oh, that's not a sissy yes, suit. Yes, it is. It's gotten you a lot of compliments. It's got me a lot of black eyes, too. <laughs> Even though Joy kids beat up on me every time they see me. And, and besides, me legs are too skinny for short pants. They are not. Oh, no! Well, the last time I wore that suit, Nanmo says, Hold still, you got a loose thread hanging from your pants. And she nearly yanked me leg off. <laughs> Where's me suit with the long pants? I hid it. You hid it. You probably gave it away because you're always saying that you don't want me to grow old. <laughs> long pants make me look older and you gave it away. You gave it away. I didn't give it away. You it's, did. It's in my clothes closet. I knew I'd find out what it was. <laughs> Hmm? What was the matter with little iron lungs? Oh, she hid me long... <laughs> she hid me long pants, and, and now I got to wear that awful monkey suit. Oh, now, speaking of hiding things, hmm? have you seen your grandfather's false teeth? Well, last time I seen them, they was in a glass of water, and the water must have been awful cold because they were just chattering away. <laughs> hmm? Someone has taken them. No. Now, who would do the trick like that? I think I know who took them. And I think I know who took them. And I think I know who took them. (laughs) But the question is now, is any of us here a stool pigeon? Where are they, Junior? Well, I'd rather not say, but the next time Grandpa throws a bone to me dog, he'll have the pleasure of watching him be gnawed with his own teeth. Father's teeth to your dog? Yeah, and he's a funny looking thing. He's the only puppy in the neighborhood with a lower plate wobble. <laughs> oh, well, we can't worry about them now. No. We'd better get a move on or we'll be late for the dedication. Oh, yes. I, I will get ready and be right after the car. sure you don't want to drive? Uh, no, dear. I don't think I know how to aim it well enough yet. <laughs> it ain't funny, but it kills me. Oh, my! Quite a turnout, isn't it? <laughs> Quite an egg. Mother? Mother, that officer is signaling for us to pull in beside the speaker's platform. Well, I'll do as the officer tells you, Lorene. Pull in there. Pull in there. <laughs> Came kind of close, didn't you, kiddo? Oh, there's Mayor Blowhard. Well, Vernon, my dear, I'm so delighted to see you here, my dear. Yeah, world's fair, me. Yeah, world's fair. Yeah. I wish they would, dear. <laughs> Mayor, have you met my daughter, Lorene? No. Your daughter? Yeah. My, 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 my. You uh, look so young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say, what have we here? A potential kick in the shins, kiddo. <laughs> This 
This is Junior, my grandson. Your grandson? Shh, not too loud. She'd rather you didn't rub it in, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> my, what a handsome little fellow. Yeah. Hey, where did you get those rosy cheeks? My father was a glass blower. <laughs> Well, shall we proceed to the speaker's platform? Yeah, let's proceed to the speaker's platform. Any need me for anything else, Mayor? No, no. Oh, Verna, you know Mr. Idlemore here. Yeah. Well, I most certainly do. Yes. And I'm surprised to see you at the dedication. Yes. Heaven knows you fought the project hard enough. Yes, you did. Uh, shall we hurry? We're on the air in just a few minutes. Hey, is this platform strong enough to hold everybody? You know old fat girl ain't just there, you know. <laughs> My dear boy. Oh, Mother, save his whipping. We can have it tonight with our popcorn. <laughs> we, uh, we better hurry, Verna. Uh, come on, Junior. No, I don't want to go up on that platform. It don't look safe to me. I'm going to stay right here. Well, then you behave yourself. Yes, yeah. Junior. Now, we're putting you on your honor. And I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, Mr. Idlemore. Where he at? Now, where did that Idlemore disappear Where'd he to? go? He's supposed to introduce you, Verna. Well, Mr. Idlemore was here a second ago. You know, Mayor, for some reason, I, I don't trust that man. Sometimes he speaks Italian. It's pretty hard to understand. <laughs> oh, Idlemore's got some crackpot ideas, but he's harmless enough. Well, we'll just have to start the ceremonies without him. Now, I, I see that, Mr. Idlemore. He went down those steps under the dam. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to find out what he's doing. Oh, oh, now down the steps to the tunnel, down to the steps... Boy, it's sure it's dark in here, isn't it? But I, is I scared? No. Am I kidding myself? Yeah. <laughs> There's that Mr. Idamore. He's talking to somebody. I will just sneak over. I just gonna see. I can't see them. Oh, now I'll see them from here. I'll just blow a big bubble out of my bubble gum and hide behind it. That's what I do. Well, I tell you, I can't go through with it. I did my best to stop the building this damn, but. Now, wait a minute. I think I heard someone. It's just a rat. <laughs> he knows me pretty well, don't he? <laughs> now you look, Idlemore, you bungled your job Now we're going to do it my way but Blowing up the dam, that's insane May I remind you that what you think doesn't matter The party comes first Oh, they're going to have your party Well, I stick around and get some ice cream so You misled me When I joined the organization, you told me it was just a social club That's why I became a member of the All-American Association for the Thinking Sons of the United States <laughs> <laughs> With a name like that, you know it's got to be a phony organization. Well, we have to use a name like that to cover up our real purpose. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like a skunk. Now, if you have to blow up the dam... If you have to blow up the dam, why not do it at night? Not when there are thousands of people here. Because we have to teach these unmisinformed American citizens that just because they're happy and contented and free, they don't have to put up with it any longer. Now, where's that time bomb? Right here. Now, I'll set it for one o'clock. That'll give us ten minutes to get a safe distance away before it goes off. Well, I hope you said it right. Oh, stop worrying. What was that shot? Me bubble gum just blew up. <laughs> Scattered all over me kisser again. Hey, kid, what are you doing down here? Hey, yo, yo, mister, if you don't want this little clock and I had it... Hey, put that down. Well, I know, I've always wanted a little clock for me bedroom. And come on, come you... on, come on. Let's get out of here. here, here. Going to run away? I'll take you. Here, no. Hey, kid, get away from us! Hey, mummy, Nemo, Mayor, help, help! These men here, they're going to blow up the dam. Junior, what on earth are you saying? I heard these men say they were going to blow up the dam. Why, that's Idlemore and his friend. We've been trying to pin something on them for a long time. Officer, arrest those men! Okay. Don't let them get away! Don't let them get away! They cop them! <laughs> 
Yes, thanks to you. Uh, Junior, hmm? what have you there in your hand? A time bomb. A time bomb? Yeah. Oh, now, isn't that... N- a time bomb! <laughs> Good heavens, give it to me. I'll no. throw it down the hill. No, no, don't throw me. Clock away. No. Now, look what you do. <laughs> you broke it. Away. What happened to the hill? <laughs> My dear, dear little grandson. My brave little son. I have so much more than Gregory. Why do I fight it? <laughs> Thanks for being with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us at the same time next week. So until next Friday... This is, this is Red Skelton saying thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening, folks, and thanks for buying more and more of that wash day miracle, Tide. Tide's in. Dirt out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E. Tide. The future of our country depends on the youth of today, and every young American should realize the part he must play in building our nation and keeping it free. It's up to every one of us to try to have a better understanding of youth and its problems. We cannot afford to neglect young America. Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again with Red Skelton next Friday. And now stay tuned to The Life of Riley, which follows immediately. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Sam Spade, followed by the Aldrich family. Thanks to Joe Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.